Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast, you lucky, lucky, lucky people. The second podcast of today. Woo! We had some big news coming in, though, at around 11 o'clock. That was the Champions League semi-final draw, followed by the Europa League final draw. Very exciting stuff. I cannot wait to watch this football. It's going to be insane. And, of course, the Manchester United first leg against Celta Vigo is on my birthday, the 4th of May. Come on! Anyway... Let's talk, uh, let's talk the draw then. So first up, let's talk the Champions League draw. So the Champions League draw goes as follows. Real Madrid are drawn against Atletico Madrid in the Madrid derby. And then Monaco up against Juve. So the best defensive team, Juventus, up against the best attacking team in the Champions League so far this season. And that is Monaco. Just going into some player stats for Monaco and Mbappe, uh, joint top scorer with Ronaldo um, in the Champions League knockout stages this season. Incredible for an 18-year-old. Top goal scorers of, of the knockout round goes as follows Mbappe with five goals joint with Cristiano Ronaldo then Falcao and Dybala left at number two and three in terms of other attacking players obviously Thomas Lamar has been fantastic in the knockout stages creating more chances uh, well the joint most chances of any player but the most assists incredible so that game is going to be fan- absolutely fantastic where is it going to be won and lost well I think it's going to be if Juve can deal with Falcao and Mbappe and whether Juve, how Juve come out and attack them because Monaco is so quick in the transition. If Juve do have to come on to Monaco, there could be issue there. But unfortunately, Mahed does say a Juventus win here. They'll be patient. They'll move Monaco around. They'll hit Monaco on the counter-attack, which we've seen if you do it right, you can hit Monaco behind, obviously, uh, Mendy and Sidibe at fullback. It's going to be a brilliant game. But for me... I want Monaco to go through, but I think the head says Juve. In the other side, a mouth-watering tie. Koke versus Ronaldo. Simeone versus Zidane. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, and I really, really want Atletico to win this. I, re- I think it's time for Gabby to lift the Champions League. You know, he's got to two finals with Atletico, both times lost to Real. Ramos scoring a very, very, very late goal uh, for the first final. And of course, the second one, um, Real Madrid taking the lead and Atletico dominating, but just not 
you know, not killing them off and Ronaldo scoring the winner, winning penalty and giving Real Madrid the win. But I'd love to see um, Atletico beat this Real side. Interestingly enough, so Atletico will have the second game at home similar to Juve. So they've got the, kind of the advantage. If you play a bit of play football manager, you have an advantage in the second leg. It's massive on football manager. You know, you, away versus home is huge. Usually I just try and like not concede three goals away from home in the latter stages. And then you'll go and beat them at home like 4-0. So that is a big advantage. Obviously, applied to real football, it's a, it's a lot less, but it'd still be an advantage. Won't be many goals in the Real Atletico game. Could be could be some goals in the Monaco game, but it's going to be fascinating. Two teams or four teams that arguably at the top of that game. I'd like any team to win it, to be honest. I think they're all very, very good teams. All deserve to be where they are. Probably the four best teams in the world right now. So fun, so good to watch. Anyway, moving on to the important draw, and that was the Europa League, where Ajax drew Lyon and Manchester United drew Celta Vigo. An interesting tie, they'll see um, Sistu, who they met last season in the uh, Europa League when Michelin came to Old Trafford and United went away to Denmark and was was very lively in that game. So he's at Celta Vigo right now, Jago Aspas as well, Liverpool legend who's been back to his goal-scoring best this season as a player that United need to deal with. And uh, Gudetti as well, ex-Manchester City trainee, could uh, you know sting United, been very good in goal-scoring this season, uh, was fantastic for Sweden in the under-21. So there's some players United need to uh, you know get a grasp on. In the other tie, Lyon versus Ajax, the uh, Lyon game obviously going to penalties yesterday. It's, it's a good side, very, very good side. Taliso in midfield, Lacazette, Valbuena, you know, the lot. But this Ajax team is, is a nice team to watch, very good footballing side. So this is going to be another cracking game. I can't wait for both of those as well. The Ajax-Leon game, I think the first leg is on the 3rd of May, so you'll be able to watch the both Europa League games if you fancy it. But I think it's at the same time as the Champions League, unfortunately. But such good, good football to come. In terms of a few stats um, for the Europa League, uh, knockout stages uh, in terms of players that have gone out Anderson Talisco has been fantastic in the knockout stage he's been directly involved in the joint most goals him and Fekir have both, be, both been directly involved in six goals um, but Anderson Talisco top assister in the Europa League knockout stage with four assists and I think it's all about Mkhitaryan in the Europa League for Manchester United been in banging goal scoring form this season as well his stats are pretty decent in 2029 minutes played he's been directly involved in a goal every 135 minutes scoring 10 goals and getting five assists Mourinho's played maker when United get him involved something I mentioned on this morning's podcast you've got to get him involved you've got to get him the ball like you've got to get Rashford the ball when these players are in form move your playmaker around the pitch but don't keep it deep like United did against Anderlecht too easy to defend against but anyway guys that's been that for the uh, little chat there in terms of the winners uh, I'm going to go Manchester United for the Europa League I just think Zidane Real Madrid first team ever I want Atletico to win it I want Monaco to win it or I want Juve to win it but I reckon Rail are going to lift the Champions League. So Rail, Man United double. If you fancy betting, of course, only if you're, um, you know, above the age of 18. And make sure you always gamble aware because it's, uh, you know, gambling addictions can be terrible. Um, make sure you, you know, be clever, be careful. So moving on to the questions. First question comes in to, from 4-4 tweets. And that is, uh, there's four questions here. So we're going to do some quick fire answering. Why is not Neymar uh, got an emoji? Not sure. Maybe it's a, a brand thing, a sponsorship thing. Uh, the biggest miss for Manchester United, Rojo or Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Uh, to be honest, I don't think either. They're obviously Rojo, I'd say, over Ibra for a defensive sense, Ibra for an attacking sense. But I'd like to see Rashford through the middle. I'd like to see Tuan Zabi come into the side. So I'm not too fussed, to be quite honest. I really not. I think Rojo will be replaced in the summer. I think there's, United have got to sign a better centre-half, a more consistent centre-half than Rojo. He's been fantastic this season, but he's not at that top level. Zlatan as well, fantastic for United, but was was wayward 
against uh, Anderlecht. So I think they're both, you know, interesting misses, but I think the replacements could be fascinating. If Tuinzebe gets the shout, that'll be great. Um, and of course, Marcus Rashford through the middle. Moving on, uh, can Ander Herrera uh, do a Hazard on Kev? Uh, I think he's talking about Kevin De Bruyne. Maybe, but I don't think, I think Hazard um, is a different proposition. Chelsea go through Hazard when they attack. Kevin De Bruyne is a little bit different. City have a lot of, lot of weapons. Sterling, Aguero, Sane, uh, Silva, then Kevin De Bruyne. So there's a lot of things there. And to finish off um, his questions, or her questions, did you get pregnant from Rashford's Rabona? No, I didn't, but maybe if it was scored, I'd be uh, nine months pregnant. Thanks for sending your question in four, four tweets on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at SatmanDave if you want some absolute tactical and statistical fun during the week. Anyway, moving on to uh, Hair Solomon's question, at Hair Solomon on Twitter. Absolute friend of the show, of the front three, and of my friend. I met him in real life. What a lad. Came uh, When he came over to London, dropped us a DM, went for a, out for a beer with him. You know, I'm always up for a beer, so if you're ever in London, give me a shout and I can, uh, you know, go, go for a pint, have a talk about football. Anyway, Solomon's question um, basically goes as follows. What did Thomas Tufel get tactically wrong against Monaco? Was it his setup to attacking? Uh, was there more to? I think it's a combination between players set up um, and then not playing Pulisic in that second leg as that right wing back. I think that was a big thing. I think in that second half against Monaco, massively on top Borussia Dortmund, then they kind of, um, you know, not taking that same tactical approach, giving Monaco an avenue to get back into the game, playing two, def- you know, two defensive wing backs when they could have gone with one attacking, kind of killed it for me. I think Thomas Tuchel sometimes is a little bit fixated on his idea of football and needs to be more pragmatic, similar to Pep Guardiola. The same criticisms for both managers, but they are fantastic managers and are, you know, Real thinkers of the game, evolving the game, those two guys. So, yeah, I think he got it a little bit wrong. I think it was his, his system. He did switch to that 4-2-3-1. And in the first leg, it was a little bit too defensive when he should have been taking the game to Monaco because he can beat Monaco. Manchester City showed runners from midfield can kill Monaco centrally, which is potentially where the likes of Kadira could come in massively crucial for the game against Juve in the Champo League. Anyway, moving on to Carlos Zaldivia's question. With uh, Gomez, Bravo and more recently... Uh, even Cristiano, is it, access- is it acceptable to whistle uh, your players? I don't think it's access- acceptable to whistle your players. I've never done that as a Manchester United fan. I think it's ridiculous. I think you should support your players. They're your lads. The other team whistled them. You don't. You know what I mean? That's that's my philosophy on football. Never boo your own team. You've got to support them. It's all about the support in whatever situation. You're about to get relegated. Don't matter. It's support supporting your lads, and that's got to be key to it. So yeah, I think it's. I don't agree with whistling in football. Uh, as you know, Andre Gomez, who was, it's a very talented player. Just having a, just confidence is shot. Same with Bravo at City. Confidence is shot. Cristiano. Why would you ever whistle Cristiano? Viva Ronaldo. Anyway, moving on to Adam Boltwood's question on Twitter at Adam Boltwood. Make sure you go and give him a follow. How do you feel about going bleach blonde? That is obviously the news that Zlatan may be out for the rest of the season. I think the bet should be void. Tweet me at Statman Dave and at the front three if you think that the vet sh- the the bet should be void because it's a little bit unfair on me now because Adam made a stupid remark at the start of the season. Uh, you know Zlatan can't score against Farmers. Pathetic. You know, watch some more football, Balti. And I agree, the bet should be void. Same that Nathan um, Barnett agrees. That's at nkb underscore mufc on Twitter. It should be called off. I agree, Nathan. Thanks for supporting me and make sure you tweet at the front three at Statman Dave. Get that bet cancelled. Anyway, moving on, um, let's uh, let's continue. Uh, Haji's question coming in from Twitter. 
You said we should focus on the Europa League and back by saying Ibra signs in the big games. Do you still believe that after yesterday's performance? Yeah, I do. I think Ibra um, has shown that he is that type of striker. He is your Aubameyang, he's your Cavani that needs a lot of chances to score goals, but does get into the right positions. I think that's something that's underrated. You know, you have these chances. You don't get these chances if you stand still. You don't get these chances if you make clever movement. You know, you have to be there. Obviously, he did miss three glorious opportunities, similar with Paul Pogba. So... I think it's one of these things where, yeah, we'll move on from this thing and Ibra could be out though. Marcus Rashford is the main guy for United at the moment. What a performance yesterday Whew, from Manchester. He loves to fight. He was born to play in red and white. So listen up. It must be said like Manchester. Rashford is red. Anyway, moving on to uh, Miguel's question on Twitter. Um, let's uh, So it's at Miguel R. 12.04, and this question goes in, which do you think is a better fit for United, uh, Fabinho or Bakayoko? Who do you rather have? Well, I mentioned before how they are different, very different players. It's dependent on what you do with Paul Pogba. You want Paul Pogba to link the attack. You want to play a 4-3-3. Fabinho's a guy. You want Pogba to sit, become a number six. Bakayoko is the fella you want to get. I want to see Paul Pogba be a six. I think that's where his calling is. I think he, to use his great passing range, his physicality, the tackles that he's won recently. One more tackles against Anderlecht than any other player on the pitch. Nine out of 12 tackles. 75% of his tackles he won. That's incredible. He's got that. The tackle he made on Diego Costa with the Chelsea's only counter-attack. Pogba is going to be one of the best number six in world football. Moving on to Shane, the creator's question. It's Shane, 97 on Twitter. How do you feel about Tuenzebi uh, getting a start with United centre-back injuries? I really want to see Tuenzebi. Very, very impressed when I saw him in the reserves this um, this season. Looked like he's got it all. Command of the penalty area, ability to bring the ball out the back, confidence, absolutely everything. So yeah, I want to see Tuenzebi start with Bay. That could be a fantastic pairing. Real good pairing. That's got massive potential. Let's get that on the go. So... Moving on to uh, Scott D. Paley's question on Twitter. Are quantitative stats the answer to understanding football tactics or do they merely uh, complement qualitative perspective? I think they complement qualitative perspectives. I always say video, 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 stats potentially will back up your point or maybe kill your point. That was a question to me and Stephen Housen. Um, and I think Stephen Housen's probably down the same way that it is all about video, 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 your analysis, then bringing stats to back up or even going the other way, looking at stats to see, you know, see the interesting trends and then going to look at tactically why this is trendy. I usually find the teams I watch uh, over the season by seeing who scores most goals on the counter-attacks. I love counter-attacking sides. So it's one of these things where stats and analysis together, hand in hand, can't have one without the other. Uh, football stats mean a lot. Uh, stats are events, simple as that. It's what's happening on the pitch to say that stats are nothing. You, you know, you're stupid. Go back to school. Anyway, at Biggs underscore 14's question. Uh, will we, Manchester United, be better without Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Uh, potentially, you never know. Um, you know, you're seeing how good Marcus Rashford performed um, against uh, Anderlecht, but also in recent weeks could be a great asset through the middle, but I have, have liked him out wide. Quite like to see Anthony Martial there. Uh, you know, those two switching positions and combined, and that could be real tasty. Moving on to Adam Gale's question on Twitter, at Adam underscore 207. There's probably 207 other Adams on Twitter. Um, do we buy a new striker or stick with Rashford when Ibra leaves in the summer? I don't know if Ibra will leave in the summer. That's still speculation. Ibra said if United are in the Champions League, he'll stay. Obviously, he's never lifted the Champions League. Could do it under Mourinho. But I think, you know, at the moment, why not? Why not stick with Rashford? Why not stick with Martial? Those those two guys can be our main men through the middle. Um, and why not? Even Lukaku would be a good option, though. You know, Lukaku is a quality man. And again, the same question from at crazy guy. 
at Mr. Boomerang on Twitter should uh, Zlatan get a contract extension or let La- Rashford be the number nine. Um, I personally would give Zlatan the extension just because his leadership qualities, his uh, experience in the game and how he could help the young players learn. I think one more season will be fine for Zlatan. It'll be a bit part, part role for him, but it could be a real, real tasty. Uh, moving on to uh, Luke's question. That's at EvansLuke17 on Twitter. What does Mourinho need to do to next season to improve Man United in Europe in the Premier League? There's a few things I think that in terms of the finishing that needs to massively improve. I think you'll get that though with the players. There's a lot of young players in this squad. They'll improve and the Herrera is going to be pivotal whatever United do and obviously Paul Pogba. I think the role of Paul Pogba needs to be decided, needs to be evaluated. Six, eight or ten. It's got to be laid down on every single week Paul Pogba plays that same position. It's all about getting him to do that, getting that longevity. Imagine Paul Pogba deep in midfield, finding the Knights of Mickey, finding uh, Marcus Rashford. That's what you want. You want Pogba deep, 100%. Anyway, moving on to the Packed Mouse's question at Packed Mouse on Twitter. We have got, what would be your ideal final for the Champions League this season? Of course. Come on. Come on. This is a simple one, Packed Mouse. It's going to be Monaco versus Atletico Madrid, 4-4-2 versus 4-4-2. Uh oh, next question from Zach Howard. Bleachman Dave, what are your thoughts on this situation you've got yourself into? Terrible, the girlfriend is not going to be happy. I've not mentioned it to her for a while. Um, let's hope she's alright with it anyway. <laughs> Moving on to Bax Tom, that's at Bax Tom98 uh, on Twitter. Another friend of the show sent me some cracking stuff from uh, Andalect and so forth, some insight. What do you think about United's draw? Um, I think it's a good draw. I think United Celta Vigo is a good thing. I would have quite liked to see Leon over two legs because this Leon team, given the right moment, Lacazette. You know, given an inch, could score against United. So maybe over two legs would have been a bit better, but it doesn't matter. Uh, what's the Bremovic's conversion rate compared to other strikers this season? Well, it's not the best, obviously. He's m- missed the most big chances in the Premier League this season. In terms of his conversion rate, um, you know, you could compare it to players. It's about 20%. So it's it's at an average level. Let's say that. It's, it's average. It's not amazing. It's not Lukaku at 33%. It's not rubbish. So it, it's okay. He's missed a lot of chances. I think that's the big thing you've got to take from Zlatan this season. So moving on to other questions. Magic Martial was the one we just answered. That was Magic Martial's question on Zlatan's uh, conversion rate. Um, let's finish it off with a, uh, a last question from at... Gunshaw 4. Uh, what do you think I should do to become a football manager and where and what courses should I be looking for? It depends on what country uh, you are from. Gushan, um, you've only got businessmen in your bio on Twitter, so I don't know what country you're from. Going to your local FA, having a word with them, see if you can get on any courses, speak to clubs, just communicate with people, but mainly watch a lot of football. That is the biggest thing I can say. Get your own tactics down, get your philosophy down, and you can become the best in the world in the absolute business. And moving on, actually, let's let's finish on one last question from uh, Batsman um, on Twitter. Hi, Dave. Remember last month when you wanted people to send you interesting stats for a competition? What happened to that? Well, Batsman, unfortunately, with work and everything, it's just taken me a little bit longer to get everything sorted. I'm going to come back to that when the football season ends and the competition will be reopened with everyone who's sent them in so far. So stay tuned. At the moment, it's just an admin thing. Anyway, guys, that's been that for the Statman Day football podcast for today, episode 50, out. Got me half century. I'm going to go to the pub, go and listen to some comedy, have some food with some old friends. Have a great weekend and see you or speak to you on Monday. Bye. Over and out. See you later. Bye.
planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 